Okay, we're live. This is Good Grief by Martin, 100 Days and Beyond. And I've got Millie Moocher in the car. We're in the van. We've actually been to Avalon. We came down for a, just a little journey Sunday morning and um, no waves, but we've had a nice swim and a good chitty chat on the way down. A um, chai latte. And a coffee down at the coffee van, and um, I thought we'd just have a bit of a a chat on the way back. And what I was just sort of talked to Millie about, she's got these little rituals that she does and has done for a long time uh, in the mornings, um, which is really cool. Tell me what you used to do. Well, have been doing for a long time. What do I do in the morning? Well, you go out in the morning, you take photos of... Uh, oh, the sky. The sky. How long have you been doing that for? Uh, every day since Buster Pastoral passed. You didn't I do have... it before? No. Oh, okay. And I take photos of the sunset every single day, so I have over 50,000 photos on my phone, and probably half of them are of the sky. And I take one every single morning, and every night. Because that's why I wake up so early, so I can take photos of the sky every morning. Because it's only there for like a couple minutes every day, and then it goes. And obviously winter's now, so it won't be that much nice sunrises. But yeah. And you journal as well? Yeah, every couple days I journal, but not about my day. I just do it about random thoughts. So some of my journals are about like gratitude stuff some of them are just about like random topics that I like talking about like the beach and the sky and Coral Bay and all of that and in Coral Bay I journaled every day about my day so I can read it back and read what I did every day and yeah and I so if you didn't do it what do you think you'd do what do you what, where do you think do you think those thoughts would just come and go, or what would... Uh... Um, on my phone, on my recording, on my notes app, I write lots down. I have loads and loads of notes. And on my phone, on the, like, audio recordings, voice recordings, voice memos, I, like, when I have, like, dreams and think of random things, I just record myself quickly talking about them so I remember them. That's so good. And like, or I take a photo on Snapchat and I write down whatever the thing is that I want to, that I'm just thinking about, and then I put the date next to it, yeah. so that at the every year you get, every day you get a flashback um, from all the things, all the photos you took that day a year ago. So uh -huh. today I got one from a year ago, one from two years ago, and three years ago. Okay. okay. So. Um, I take photos every single day. I get flashbacks of them every year. So we're just passing Gary's, which is um, a place that we surf. And as kids, Buster and Millie used to come down and I'd go for a wave. And we just parked up there and uh, took in the moment on the way down. Yeah. Um, and we're just down. Uh, going towards the Falcon um, Cafe where we spent a bit of time and we've just been at Avalon which has been really nice. So 
So what made me want to think about asking you that stuff is, um, oh, you got your journal with you? Yeah. Wow, this is cool. I didn't expect uh, that. <laughs> someone had a camera they'd be 16 or 32 um, photos of which most of them wouldn't have been that great and then uh, so so we didn't capture memories like you do now we're just about every day you've got a myriad of photographs that sit in the cloud that you can draw on you know so um, there's going to be a record of your whole life in photos but what do you what, what do you think about like everybody online is putting out a, a, a particular um, uh, putting out a, yeah but they they but but they are, are they authentic or are they trying to be um, you know their their model self or whatever you want to call it I'm trying to can't think of the word authentic self I think everyone I mean, what I approach on Instagram is just like a gl more glamorous version of my life, but it is still my life. Like, it's not like you know, the photos people are posting, they're not having, they are obviously taking those photos, so they obviously are in that moment, but I feel like, I feel like a lot of people, Instagram is just like what you want people to see. It's not like your actual real life like snapchat is really different on that way because you can't like like you can see if people have like edited them and added effects so everyone on snapchat just posts bits of their life that's not edited and it's just like all the random things in their life that they want to sh like share but they they're not edited and all that but instagram's like really different with that because everyone just post things that makes them look how they want to look, not how they actually are. So I use um, Facebook and a bit of Instagram, and I must admit I don't use Instagram that much. I don't have a community on Instagram. I do on 
Facebook, but I, I know that there's a bit of a age sort of boundary with Facebook. It sort of deems as a bit of an older yeah. sort of platform. Yeah. Um, and I understand there are groups, uh, and I'm, I know people use it. It's uh, but but I guess there are unlike you've got your TikTok thing. So you did a TikTok the other week with your friends where you did a harmonies in a sitting in a car. Yeah. And over a couple of days, how many did you end up getting? How many views? Ninety thousand. Ninety thousand. Yeah. Gosh. But if we get on a really good day, I've done a music video with a friend of mine when we were busting and we got three thousand and that was like nuts. Uh, to get that many. That's still good. Oh, I know, but that and that's like, you know, once in a blue moon. But usually it'll be, you know, uh, 140 views or, yeah. you know, sometimes, you know. I, bought, I, I did a video the other day and it was actually of all our events coming up. So it was like a gig guide for 2023. And I was watching it sort of chug along. But it's only in hundreds, you know, it's not like in thousands. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, hopefully, if a few of those people come to a few shows, that'd be great, you know. And it, what was nice, though, that it did actually uh, prompt a few people to say that they would come. Because yeah. I saw the comments at the bottom, but not anything like what you get, you know. So I've been um, doing this, uh, this keynote speech I'm working on, and I keep uh, reviewing it and reviewing it. And you've got to... Um, put down um, so you identify a problem then you uh, say what you're going to do to try and uh, address the problem and then you put down action steps you know what I mean yeah and so my uh, my talk is really about being um, consciously active in learning things um, but not really having any clear picture on what you want to learn about but just by going through the process things sort of occur so and I found it really hard to put that down in writing because with this journey I just started to listen to all different types of podcasts that I got interested in and one of them for example was how to, how to put a podcast together which was great and so I got into a series which went on and on and on. And then I got into this other one which was uh, people interview other people and then you'd hear people that you liked and then you'd search them up and then it started to send you down a bit of a rabbit hole and then you'd hear somebody else talk about something else or refer a book. And so it was a whole load of things and I just got interested in lots of stuff. And then if I look at the type of things that I've got on my uh, podcast listing, yeah. yeah, there's a couple of different themes, and I'm interested in all of them, and some less than others, and some you just try and you move on, you know. But then it got me writing stuff and drawing stuff, and 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 even just simply by hearing the questions that these commentators ask, you start to communicate differently, you know. So there was a whole bunch of things that sort of got put into a a basket, if you like, that I now use uh, quite frequently, and. Um, found it really hard to put that into a bullet point sort of form 
because when you do these talk, you're supposed to say, well, this is what you do, this is what you can do to fix it, or to not fix it, but to start to to make changes, you know? Yeah. So we're just at Mandra now. We're actually sitting outside the Mandra um, soccer club, and every time I go past this, I see. Buster's team playing on that grass because we played a few games here, and uh, it's funny how you get these these frames locked in your mind when you see uh, particular uh, places. You know, I used to love, uh, well, I still do, and I do this when, when I um, do this podcast. I usually think of three things that I want to chat about. And then because I'm driving, I'm really not conscious about what I'm um, what I'm saying. It's a bit more like conversation, and um, because you're actually trying not to run anybody off the road or you know, drive into another car, you, you're sort of a little bit distracted as well. So that makes it a bit more natural. Uh, whereas when I've sat in a room, uh, it's a bit. Um, feels a bit forced, the conversation. And so not really, uh, it doesn't flow as well, you know? Yeah. So you got a trip coming up to Thailand soon? Yes, I do. Have you done any um, investigation into what you're going to find when you get there? Because it's a different culture. Yeah, well we had, we went to a really like authentic Thai place on Friday night with um, the other family and they because they lived there so we just I just learnt that they don't use knives in Thailand so we had to use a fork and cut it with a spoon okay yeah and you don't um, there's a few things like especially at temples because there's loads of it's like really Buddhist in Thailand which me and mum are excited for because we're Buddhist and she and like there's certain things at temples that you can't do like poke your feet dolphin it's a man in a dolphin suit (laughs) (laughs) you can't like you can't poke your feet towards temples if you're sitting down you can't point them towards it you can't touch monks like you can't go near them you and there's like a few things like that Um, and we're going to an elephant nursery elephant sanctuary we're going to temples every, like every day. Um, we're going to an island called Koh Samet, um, which we're going on the boat with the other family and going there with them. And that's at the end. And um, we're going to a tiger tiger sanctuary. Um, we're doing. Lots of like going to markets, a floating market, which is like on the water with all the boats. Um, there's a fish market we're going So will to. you end up getting in like a little boat and they'll take you around? Is that how it works? Yeah, that okay. will some, that's like, to get to the island I think we're either taking a ferry or a speedboat. And um, just depending on what happens there because they're organising that. And then we are 
probably gonna get like little like boats or jet skis around the island. Sounds very glamorous. Yeah. So not everybody will know about Buddhism, so tell tell me about what you do and what you've learned and how it's helped you um, navigate because you go through puberty, you're a girl, girl groups are different than boy groups I imagine. And being a teenager is not an easy space to be sometimes, you know? So how has that helped you? Buddhism? Yeah. Um, I think just like, I like that like sometimes when I have to make decisions, I don't have to make them. Like I can just see what the, what like my Buddhist teacher has or just message her. Cause I have like a really close relationship with her and I've known her since I was about four or five when I started going to Buddhist classes so I can just message her and I don't actually have to think it's like when you're like Catholic you don't really make the decisions yourself you can just kind of see what the Bible says or see what God says but with Buddhism I like that no one else has that same um mindset. I like that no one else like thinks like that. So you've been going since you were a kid, so kids yeah. classes, wasn't it? Yeah, so I was four or five. Wow. And now I'm 14. So how does that help you with your communication with your other friends? Um, well, I mean, I think, like, what happened with Buster's, like, changed how I think about all that more than, um, more than Buddhism has because like I don't know it's just like a different now I just kind of don't care about any of that like not any problems that any of my group has are bigger than problems I've already had so I like like half the time when there's drama like going on I just kind of don't really acknowledge it because it's like the most least important thing compared to like things that I've gone through in my life. So Buddhism's like all about how your like mind works and how your mind is powerful over your like brain I guess. Or like I your mind is more powerful than your actions. And I think that I don't know, people don't if I like try to tell someone my group about any Buddhism stuff no one really listens because they don't understand it because it's a kind of complicated to understand but because it's just a, it's like a whole religion so it's not you can't really sum it up in one word or like a sentence but it's like I just like the some of the things that about it I don't like every part of the religion because some of the things I don't agree with but that's the same for mom. She doesn't agree with every single bit. So it's like a spiritual lifestyle, is it? Or a spiritual mindset? Yeah, kind of. Okay. I listened to this thing yesterday, uh, and it was actually a... I can't remember the guy's name. I had to... We were driving, so I can't grab my phone. But uh, he was the... Um, uh, a a, a um, footwear designer, and... Um, uh, a young black man designing uh, sports shoes, but when he started at school, when I made me think of Buster, because Buster used to draw Sport, he used uh, to football draw. boots yeah. all the time, and that's what this young boy used to do. 
and uh, he did it in high school and he, he, he applied for a competition that was with Reebok and he won designing footwear yeah. and, and in high school he used to get his um, sneakers and they were only ever black and white uh, and then he used to dye pieces of them and basically custom customise them so he did it for all his friends so he had a real identity around doing this gym and um, when he got to Reebok and they realised he was so young they didn't give him the, the prize because he was too young. What? So what he did, he created a, a, a thing called a, um, I can't remember what he called it now, but it was basically had a board and he would put up on this board anybody that he wanted, like, it's almost like a gratitude board, like, okay, um, I'm going to acknowledge that this was a, a, a stage that didn't work out for me, but I want to recognise it and I'm going to prove to you that I can do it. And so every step of the way, for example, he went to see his, um, his school counsellor about uh, careers, and he said, I want to design footwear for uh, sports apparel. And she said, look, you're dreaming, you're a young black kid, and you know, from the wrong side of the tracks, you know, you're never gonna do that. And so you should maybe think about, you know, joining the, the army or, or something like that. He got offered a um, sort of a, an advanced sort of uh, what Hamburger University through McDonald's so he could have progressed and got his own franchise but he really wanted to do this uh, footwear thing and every step of the way he would get blocked and he would put on this board um, rejection letters and all that and it wouldn't it wasn't resentful for it but it gave him more and more drive to just go you know what I'm just blind faith that I'm gonna uh, achieve these things and, yeah. and his dreams and he lost uh, two of his brothers for different reasons he doesn't say why but he just said you know they never got the opportunity that I did to um, fulfill my dreams and so I owed it to them and uh, and when I see you and all the great qualities that you've got you've got you've got your own great qualities and it's like you and Buster have just become one in all the great qualities that you have, you've got all his great qualities too. It's like you've, you've morphed, you know, so it's it's really amazing that from a parent point of view to see what what, what you're becoming, you know, it's, it's wonderful. And the fact that you come to the beach with me is kind of cool. Uh, it's a lovely little ritual that's starting to happen a bit more frequently now. Seeing you got your surfboards on the on the wall and uh, yeah. all your surf gear and uh, surf culture in your life, um, that's cool too. You know, you've got some really good friend choices as well. Yeah, you've maneuvered through that really well. Yeah, well, I have like a, I have a bunch of different groups, not just one, which I like. You've had to manoeuvre through uh, some challenges though and just in growing up with, with uh, some of your earlier friends. Yeah, I feel like I haven't had too many friendship problems. Like I had like in year, in year 8 I did, um, a little bit in year 9 but now everything's just 
all gone over and nothing that was a big deal before is a big deal now. And yeah. School's a funny place yeah, because you are so close to so many people for such a really interesting time of your um, life. Like it's a, it sets a foundation, you know. Uh, and if I think about my school years, and if you think my high school was only three years, um, we actually were in um, high school in year eight. Year seven was primary school, whereas you actually go to high school in year seven. Yeah. And sort of that's when oh, you start. I'm in my fourth year now. <laughs> yeah, so you're actually in the same year that I left school. Yeah. 25th of November 2023 at the Rosemont Hotel is the Scarab British Music Festival. And we'll see you there. We'll see you there. <laughs>